attack me. I'm, I'm fragile. Good morning, everybody. I missed all of you last weekend. I was Tennessee Hill Country. Man, it's pretty out there with the fall. Ugh. I was the the town was bumped up against the uh, uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Forest. It was pretty. So it came to my attention that some people may not remember, know, or understand when I refer to the spelling bee. How many of you understand the spelling bee reference? Let me see, my wife and my mom. Okay, short, short story, quick. When I was in sixth grade, mom had given me the ultimatum of you better clean your room or I will come yank you out of school and make you clean your room and then send you back to school. And like a diligent, just a loving son, I did exactly what she said, or I did not. So I didn't clean my room, didn't do nothing, and she came and grabbed me out of school. The, the, the day she did, the hour she did, we were testing for, it was at the class spelling bee to go to the school spelling bee. And she pulls me out of class for what I failed to do, and I didn't go to the spelling bee to go to the school spelling bee to go to the city, to the state, and to national, because I would have been amazing. I probably wouldn't have been, but it, was, it allowed me to heap guilt on her for forever. And then I finally had to grow up and realize that I was the one in the wrong. So anyway, that's been a long-going thing for 30 years, better, 40 years. Yeah. Anyway, if I have reference to that, that's, you'll know that's, that's the reason I have counseling and medication. My mother. All right, we're going to talk about Daniel. Judah was taken into, Jerusalem was taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar. He was the Babylonian king. Jehoiakim was told by Jeremiah, it was God's will that Jerusalem must submit to Babylon. He was basically putting them in a timeout. But nobody, when you're in control, you have a kingdom, wants to give up control of your kingdom. So they decided to not agree to that, not rebel, argue, fight. And let's see, if God's will, God's will is X, and you're thinking Y, which one's going to happen? X is going to happen. That's absolutely true. So all of the nobility, higher echelon, upper echelon, uh, uh, whatever, of Jerusalem was taken into captivity and taken to Babylon. That included Daniel, his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Nobility was taken, mainly due to their pedigree, their, their health, and their education would have been better. So you'd want to take the best and the brightest of any place, the, 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 the rocket scientists you would take over to your country. All right. Right off the bat, chapter 1, verse 2, I found it interesting that King Nebuchadnezzar was blessed by God. It is stated uh, by Hippolytus, early church writer, said the words, and the Lord gave. So no one, Nebuchadnezzar or Jerusalem, was able to state anything one way or the other. The Lord gave Jerusalem to Nebuchadnezzar. 
It wasn't due to Nebuchadnezzar's greatness and might or Jerusalem's weakness. It was just going to happen, and the Lord made it happen. Done. He used Nebuchadnezzar to teach Jerusalem a lesson. Okay. Nobility was rounded up. Daniel was of nobility. Uh, they were intended to be made slaves in the king's palace. Now, he's in, if you recall, when they were first brought in, they were given, they were told to feed them from the king's food. However, Daniel didn't want to defile himself and his friends. Why do you think, or how do you think that he would have done so? What kind of food would he have been served? At the time, it was very likely that the, the meat that they ate was either pork, obviously, or horse. Both were unclean animals according to Jewish law. Okay? So, and if it hadn't been that, say it was a, a lovely brisket, the odds are that it would have been offered to a Babylonian god, therefore Daniel and company would have felt that it was uh, uh, tainted, having been offered to God for me to now ingest. So, the same basis he said on the wine. Now they drink wine, we know that. So why would that have been a defiling thing? Same rule is that chances are it was offered to a Babylonian god, so he wasn't going to drink secondhand wine, if that makes sense. All right. Daniel was, early on in his life, able to interpret dreams. We know that, correct? Well, it's in the Bible, so it, we know that. <laughs> so... Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. You want to talk about a tough boss. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. It keeps him from sleeping. It keeps him up at night. It scares him. It concerns him. And then he says, this isn't right. So, I mean, if there's something, you know, you got a, you got a, you got an ache in your shoulder, you go to the doctor. Or you do the teledoc and you say, doc, tell me what's wrong. He goes, well, why don't you tell me what your ailments are? How about you tell me? That's basically what just happened. The king said to everybody, all of his wise men, sorcerers, wizards, the whole nine, I had a dream. It's concerning me. I need to know what it means. Sure thing. What was the dream? How about you tell me? Oh. So two ducks a canoe. They had no idea, no clue whatsoever. What kind of a dream you had? And they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, there's no one can do this. There, there's never been a challenge to this level ever. How in the world can you expect us to interpret the dream that we don't know that you won't tell us? And he says, let me explain this to you, Lucy. You're going to tell me the dream, then the interpretation of the dream, or I am going to kill every last one of you. No pressure. No pressure. That was the ultimatum. It was, this is going to, and he didn't just say, I'm going to. They couldn't do it, and he said, kill every last one of them. He sends out his soldiers. They go looking for every wise man under the sun. If they were wise, they were a track star and running. But... Daniel is, some guy walks through the door and says, Daniel, I'm here to kill you. Hey, how's it going? Have a seat. Let's talk about this. And he stops him. 
And he says, what in the world is going on? Why are you here to kill me? What have I done? I wasn't going that fast. <laughs> anyway, so he stops him from killing him and says, please explain this to me. The king's having a dream. He needs an interpretation, but they won't tell him what the dream is. And Daniel's like, I'm, I'm going to go talk to him. My dad has this lovely saying. He goes, what do you have to lose? And to gauge that, do you have anything you can lose here? He was already a dead man, was he not? He was. So, to try and go to the king to negotiate a little extra time to try and figure this out, he had nothing to lose by asking for that. So he goes to the king, says, Neb, how about this? And he's, he's groveling. The king's irritated. He's not sleeping, obviously, and still doesn't have an answer, and the people who should give it to him can't kill him anything about it. He goes, can I have till the morning? Fine. I'm going to give you till the morning because it was kind of an ultimatum thing, so I guess we can work it out here. I won't get any sleep, so I won't care. He goes and he says to his um, uh, his friends, you know, we're, we're going to see what happens here. God gives him the interpretation to the dream, right? So, Daniel had a little bit of extra grace. He, he, was, he was excelling in front of the king in his court, so I believe he used some of that. For like, it's me. I mean, give me, give me half a chance, okay? He had no reason to think. He, had, he hadn't missed work. He hadn't performed poorly. So he had some rights and abilities. Um, he said, I'm going to try. Was he guaranteed anywhere in there that he said he was going to get the interpretation? Oh, yeah, God will give it to me. I'm Daniel. <laughs> You're welcome. He had no guarantees, but he had to try. Truly, what did he have to lose? Not one thing. Okay. So Daniel comes in finally, gets the interpretation. He goes to Arioch and says, Don't kill anybody. I've got the, I've got the interpretation. If all, Arioch was a local. He was the king's head soldier, executioner. He's known all the wise men. And he knew that the, 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 the challenge was, it was an impossible challenge. And so Daniel goes, no, I got it. And he goes, come on. You're just stalling, aren't you? I'm going to have to kill you anyway. You're just, you're just going to die tired running from me. He goes, I've got it. He goes, okay. He appears before the king. In the interpretation, he gives the lowdown. says, here's the prophecy of the Lord's church. Your magnanimousness, your greatness, is steadily going to be lesser and eventually destroyed for something more powerful than you. King Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful person on the planet at that time. How well do you think a narcissist like that sat there and goes, oh, so I, I won't be great after a while. Or I'm going to be deluded. I'm going to be whatever. And something else bigger than me is going to take over. Really? He's crabby. He's tired. He was irritated by his people. And then he's given bad news. I don't know. But in the end, he's happy with Daniel because you gave me exactly what I wanted. And he gives him some excellent, he goes, here's some nice parting gifts. Here's, here's the head of, head of my council. None of that made sense to me in my head, but that's what happened. All right, let's move on real quick. We're going to be talking just about the first six chapters of Daniel because those are the big things. The last six uh, are, are uh, 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 
prophecy of what's going to be happening and interpretation, but the acts that happened against the four gentlemen, I just find so intriguing. So we have the fiery furnace. The three gentlemen did not, they refused to worship. They just they said, I'm not, we're not going to do this for obvious reasons. Okay? So why did Nebuchadnezzar build such a massive statue? Well, in the commentary that I was reading, it said, look back on the interpretation that he had said, that Daniel gave him before. It says, you will be a head of gold, shoulders, you know, a declination of your power along the way. So to avoid that, I'm just going to build me a solid gold tower. I don't know if it's solid, but it was a gold tower, so the whole thing is. So it's not just the head, it's the whole thing. Trying to sway how, how life is going to be, how he thinks it should be, etc. So, hey, here we are. And then, everybody who sees this needs to, when you hear the, the noise and the, 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 the music, you are going to bow down. The three men did not. Right? <laughs> so, my question is, so it was, if officials were taken to the plane to see this, but were there no other Jews around? Were they not? We don't hear about them, but were there, there were no other Jews around, so it was only these three. Who was missing that we know specifically? Daniel, where was he? He was one of the top officials. He was higher than these three. How was he not involved in this fiery furnace? That's what I always wanted to know. I was like, where was this guy? Was, did he call in sick, take a PTO day? I always wondered where he would be. So, anyway, but there were no other Jews that we know. These are the three specifically. So, Daniel 3.15, Nebuchadnezzar has little faith, he says so, little faith in any God to rescue him. Not even his God could rescue him from Nebuchadnezzar's hand. I mean, you're more powerful than even your gods that you worship. Do that math. Anyway. I still, I'm, I still want to know where Daniel was. Anyway. So have you heard people who do the, uh, they're, they're, they're a sovereign citizen? You ever heard this in courts? Anyone heard that? I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't acknowledge you or your authority in here to rule against me. And I heard of those people, they cracked me up because you acknowledge me or not, you're still going to jail. Anyway, you're standing before the king and <laughs> these three did not get the memo. You're standing before the king, he says, you're, he gave him an opportunity. He says, did you did you did you not hear the music? Did you did you not hear that? We're gonna play it again real quick so everyone can bow down, including you three. Okay, sorry if you missed that. Hard bad. <laughs> no. He was trying, and they said, you know, we don't need to hear the music again. We don't need to go on about this. It's not gonna happen. We're not bowing down. Things you don't say to a king who has a fiery furnace ready to kill you. Just a free tip right there. Okay, I could ask kids this, but parents, have you seen, okay, see, somebody's mad. Somebody's on the verge of getting mad, and so they're like, hey, you know, hey, Stefan, you going to wash my car? Stefan, you're... You're going to wash my car, aren't you? And Stephen finally goes, I'm not, wash my, I'm not washing your car. It says Pharaoh's countenance changed. He was mad. 
Who do you think you are? You three nothings. I am a God as far as I'm concerned. I told you to bow down and worship my statue, and you told me we don't have to. I don't need your music. I don't need your nothing. We ain't doing it. Countenance changed. Face got red. Steam coming out the ears. And, I mean, it was already a hot furnace. How hot of a fire do you need to be burned up in? Well, obviously seven times more than what it was. Oof. That's how mad he was. These guys are not ever going to be my attorneys. But what they said, which I always found and I loved, is God may or may not save us. You can hope, and this story, we know the end of it, but imagine you don't know the end of it. And so they're standing there, and it's like, oh, this is not going to go well, and they're going to go up, I mean, quick. Seven times hotter. God may or may not save us. But whether he does or not, we are not bowing down to you or your statue. Period. Fine, seven times hotter. He gets his valiant, strong soldier men, wraps them up. Why would he put them in all of their clothes, their cloaks, their shoes, and their hat? That says that in there specifically. Why do you think he would do that? More fuel. The thing, if you ever catch fire, you're, you're, cut, you're cutting a fire... You aren't going to catch fire necessarily. Your stuff will then kill you by burning you. So there's what's happening. They want to make sure that they're not getting out because you rip off your cloak, but then your shirt, your pants, your shoes, everything. They're making, I mean, that was just dark. I'm, I'm already putting it seven times hotter, throwing you in a fire, but I'm going to make sure that I make you a human torch. That's some darkness there. All right. The thing is, though, his dream was interpreted and they were associated to Daniel. He knew that. And they already said, our God is more powerful than you and yours. Okay. In essence, these three were actually saved twice. As they're being led to the furnace, the people leading them died. On the way to the fire, those guys died, and these three didn't. So at the, at the door to the furnace, they must have thrown them in, and the fire was so hot it killed the soldiers. Then, they're inside the fire, and they didn't get burned up at all. <laughs> I just thought of this. They're in a cloak, hat, pants, shirt, in a fire. They had to be hot. I just thought that. I don't, I, I'm not the best speller, but I can count to Three. Why does King Nebuchadnezzar have to ask them? Didn't we just put three in there? Three, it was three, right? There was three guys? How is that a question? How could you not know that there was a, whether there was a fourth person or not? How do they know what the man of, was it was a man of God, if I believe correctly, who it was? What would he know what that looked like? What does a man of God look like to somebody who hadn't seen it? Here's the other question I have. Did the three see the fourth person? They make no mention of it, but there's a fourth image inside the fire walking around. 
Now think, how, how wild would that be? You're in a fire. Normally you'd be like, ah, burning up. Would you not be walking around checking stuff out, picking up a log going, huh, doesn't burn. That would just be me. That would be so cool. I mean, I thought I was going to die. I didn't die. Like, that, that was true faith. They got thrown in or didn't die. I mean, that's one of those, didn't die. I'm not on fire. This is amazing. I'd be checking out the inside of a furnace while it's going. I'd be picking up a log, walking around. They're obviously not tied up anymore. Clothes are cool. Nebuchadnezzar says he was in such awe of their God. He says in 3, 28 through 30, I love this. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's, my command, and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. He's bragging on these guys for rebellion. Sedition. Who are you? Wow. Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation or tongue, that speaks anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses reduced to a rubbish heap inasmuch as there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Oh. I don't ever want to be torn limb from limb, much less have my house and my family destroyed. So I'm happy to hear that, but at the same time, okay, we're going to leave these three alone. That's what the locals were saying, the other officials. Torn limb from limb, and I'm, gonna de- I'm just going to tear your house down and make it a nothing. We're going to take it back to level ground. That's, a, that's immense praise. Why do you believe they specifically mention in the Bible, Daniel writes, that they didn't even smell of smoke? Why? How many have been camping before? Hopefully everybody's been camping. If you walk by a campfire, if you drive by a campfire, you drive down the street and somebody's burning some leaves or something or has a barbecue going, you're going to smell it, right? If you're around it at all, for any length of time, it's going to end up in your clothes. Even a little bit. In your hair if you've been camping all weekend or otherwise like this. They were so protected by God. It's like, no, 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 no. Not only did I not burn them, I'm not going to let any essence whatsoever of a fire be on their person. No singeing, no smell. Zero. That's how much I protected them. That smell was even avoidance. That's pretty powerful. God's like, nah. They could have like, oh, oh, oh. I, I survived that. Nope. God's like, it, nothing. Zero. Not just to not burn, you don't even have the scent of the offense against you. That's pretty powerful. All right. Nebuchadnezzar's got this thing with dreams. Chapter 4, it's quite an interesting chapter. There is a distinctive aspect to it over the entire Bible. I'm not sure if everybody knows this one, but I learned this through through the the commentary. But uh, it is the only chapter in the Bible composed by Daniel, but under the authority, viewpoint, first person of a pagan. It's Nebuchadnezzar speaking. I was out. I did this. First and third person of Nebuchadnezzar. That's impressive. It says, we find it here, 4, 4 through 18. King Nebuchadnezzar, 
To the peoples, nations, and men of every language who live in all the world, may you prosper greatly. It is my, King Nebuchadnezzar, pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. First person. That is fantastic. Okay. Has a dream. Obviously, he felt and he got chastised by his wife, saying, you were a little hard on the guys, weren't you? Trying to kill them all. So this time, he has another dream. He writes it out, and he sends it across the nation, posts it up in the main town square for people to know about, and says, I would love someone to tell me the interpretation of this dream. If only I knew somebody who could do that. How quickly people forget stuff. Fine. So... Daniel's given the interpretation. He, he, he prays, God gives him the interpretation. What he learns is so harsh, so... Use your own adjective. It's nuts what's about to happen. That Daniel is... He's taken aback. It's, he, it, he, he, he's struck dumb. He can't speak. He's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. That's what he says to himself, because now, what he knows, he has to go and tell the king. Funny story, and you're going to laugh, because you're a laugher, Neb. Maybe if I tell the bad news in a good way. Nothing? Nobody knows that? Okay, it's a good movie. You're going to be arrogant. You are arrogant. Your arrogance is going to cause you to lose your kingdom for a bit. You're going to walk and talk like an animal, live out there, eat grass, be an animal until you learn your lesson. Who wants to tell a guy who was ready to kill me last time that news that, by the way, funny story, you're going to get kicked out of your throne room and you'll make it back one day. You'll be, you're going to be an animal. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. If, He just didn't want to tell him that. I mean, I love Daniel. Daniel's here. He's like, oh, yeah, I know God's with me, but I mean, how many chances do I have to take to risk my life to talk to this guy? All right. Chapter 4, 28. I mean, come on, guy. Your Highness, don't do it to me, but here we are. All this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later after he tells him. As the king was walking on the roof to the royal palace of Babylon, he says, as he's beaten his chest, I may have added that just then, is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? There wasn't a little bit of a... of a rumble like before the big earthquake happens or uh, distant thunder or anything like this as the words were still on his lips a voice from heaven says this is what is decreed for you King Nebuchadnezzar your royal authority has been taken from you you will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals you will eat grass like cattle Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdom of men and given them to anyone he wishes. 
poof, done. That fast. God's will is God's will. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen. When it does, he can enact his justice at his pleasure. Immediately, soon, I mean, do that to David and Solomon. It's going to happen. I'm not going to do it in your lifetime, but it's going to happen. And King Nebuchadnezzar, it's not going to be in your lifetime. It's going to be in the like, next two seconds. Pow. Never, ever assume what God will or won't do, because God will do whatever he wants. So he was told what's going to happen, and then it happens. All right. In chapter 5, well, actually, hold on, let's get back. So he's, he is run out. He is, uh, uh, he's eating grass, he's out in the field, he's whatever. So in, we, we have in historical accounts of the, the uh, 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 kingdom of Judah, uh, uh, some guy's in there for three months and then he gets killed. And then somebody else takes over. He's there for a good 15 months, and then he's killed or taken over. And blah, blah. People just get taken out all the time. People want the kingdom. They want the throne, right? That's, you always hear about that. It's like somebody's trying to take it from somebody else. It happens all the time. When the king is now an animal sitting over in this field, why did somebody not just take over the throne and say, well, he's an animal, I'm not going to do anything, and then have him killed or caged up and never let out? Why wouldn't that happen? I mean, they have no... Morality amongst them. Once I'm king, then I'm, in, I'm, I'm the boss. So what do I care? Well, it says in the Bible, God says you're going to have this for a time, and then you'll be reinstated. God's will. I'm going to make this happen. So He had a Lord of protection on him. Nobody could touch him. Even, even if they were thought about it, it wasn't going to happen. That's what the impressive part of this. I go. I would have just killed that guy. The, the, whatever that thing was. Like that. The next day, oh, he had an accident. Weirdest thing. God said, I will put you back in place. And when I do, you'll have a heaping slice of humble pie. All right. In 437, you get to to read what humble pie tastes like. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and honor the king of heaven for all his works are true and his ways just different pronoun and he he is able to humble those who walk in pride you think you were an animal dude you are every werewolf uh, this movie you've ever seen the conversion and you're eating grass don't even know who you are. I'd say so. Okay. Chapter 5. We are introduced to his son, Belshazzar. This guy decides to party while his city was actually being besieged by King Cyrus. The reason he had a party is because he didn't care. They were so well protected. It's a, it's a known thing that you could be seizures all day long, and quite honestly, they have a river that comes through the city. They have the ability to survive for years and years and years, so they weren't worried. You can be seizures. You guys will end up running out of food, energy, or desire before we'll even fold. So he's like, yeah, we're going to have a party. He is having some wine, feeling good, feeling fine, and he goes, you know what? 
let's have a good, good time and grab all those cups that we took from the temple from the Jerusalem town that that dad popped. Let's do that. That'll be fun, huh? And so they start pouring the wine, and everybody's enjoying it because they are taking God's utensils, and they're praising the God, their God of gold and silver with those because they are gold and silver. How do you think that went over? Now, we're all being jerks, and all of a sudden, on that wall, you screwed up. Which hand do you think it was that he saw, right or left? Anyone think about that? I don't know why. No relevance. The words are what matter. What wrote it is you know, irrelevant, but I always wondered, was it right or left-handed? Are angels right or left-handed? Okay. Ooh, both. Little of each. Would it have been written from left to right or right to left? Probably right to left. Okay. This guy, <laughs> we've seen this in the movies, you know, the whatever's coming, and so they're like, <laughs> there's a hand writing on the wall that shouldn't be there, shouldn't be writing on a wall I didn't agree to have written on. It says something I don't understand. The man has a failure and needs a chiropractor because his hip flexors are having a bad day. It says so in the Bible. The chiropractor I may have thrown in there. His knees are shaking. He goes pale. There is an uproar because everybody else now sees this because he's looking at it. They're all like, what is that? Freaking out because that's supernatural. They all start getting worried because... They're all believing God so they can do whatever, so they're all freaking out. He says, I need someone to interpret this. Twice Daniel's done the dream thing, right? How is he so easily forgotten? Nobody knows about him. The only person who does it was his queen. She hears all the commotion. Everyone's freaking out, having a fit, running around the room. Men, am I right? Walks in and says... Uh, you got a guy in the kingdom who can help you out. Helped your dad a couple times. I don't know if you remember that or not. The animal thing, eating the grass. Okay. Anyway, his name's Dan. Goes by Daniel. He can help you out. Daniel walks in. As I read it, he has a, here we go again, whatever. I will make you, I will cover you, let's see, uh, I will clothe you in purple, the color purple, Signified royalty, power, you, you, prestige, and I will put a gold chain on your neck. I imagine it's probably a nice gold chain. And then I will make you third in line after me over the kingdom. Daniel gets the interpretation. What does he say to him about all that he promised him? You know, you keep your stuff. Don't worry about I don't want the coat. I don't want the gold. You know what? Give it to, don't give it or give it to someone else. I really don't care. My question there, truly, I'm asking this question, was he being humble when he said that? No, 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 no. 
God. And Daniel's given God the credit every single time. I can't answer you to Nebuchadnezzar. He said that no man, the first, the first dream interpretation, no man can do what you want. He was already ready to kill because his own wise men said that. So, I mean, he drew the spear back or the sword ready to kill him. No man can do what you want. Because no man could. A man can repeat what God was able to do, which is interpret the dream for you. I am just going to give you the information that he gave me, but it wasn't me doing it, so I don't need the credit. But in this version, he also gave God the credit. Keep your stuff. Why did he say that? Because he knew within 12 hours it was going to have no value whatsoever. He was going to die. And all the, anything he promised, the next guy's doctor goes, oh, he promised that? Cool, I'll honor it. No! He's killed that night. <laughs> it's over. Bye-bye. So, uh, let me give you the coat back. Here's the gold chain, obviously. You know, take it. Oh, sorry, I'm not third in line for the kingdom anymore. Somebody else took it. Was that humility? Don't give it to me. Or the fact that he just knew it was worthless. You go either way. I get that. That's a thought that I had. Okay. People who don't believe, don't, don't believe it. They're either atheistic, agnostic, they just don't want to believe in God, or I don't do that God thing. And uh, they have to talk, to talk to somebody in the office, and, you know, you know we're, we're going to end up losing Mike. He goes, well, the writing's on the wall. <laughs> they have to account for a religious historical fact of what happened they used as an atheist. <laughs> John Kaufman, if everyone remembers him, he goes, I used to love it when somebody who was an atheist or a non-believer would write me a check because they had to put the date on it. I thought it was great. Okay. I actually wrote that in their court. Which hand? Right or left? I love it. Okay. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> When, he's, when, he, when Daniel is talking uh, to Belshazzar, I love this. So I've read the, read the commentary and it said, there's an old adage. It says, learn from the mistakes of others. There's no way you can live long enough to make them all yourself. Belshazzar did not pay any attention to his dad's mistakes and screw-ups. If you knew that back in the day, dad was a, dad was a werewolf. So yeah, we, we don't talk about those days, that year. I think I would probably walk a little softly, be a little more respectful. All right. Last thing before we're done here, we're going to talk about the Daniel in the lion's den. Now, Daniel has been raised up over and over and over and over and over. Okay, he's he, he's a bigwig. He's somebody in the kingdom. Okay. God has blessed him. Obviously, he's an intelligent, you know, a man. Now he's older. He is. Uh, done well for the kingdom. He's actually helped, helped it to uh, uh, grow. Buildings spread out. Their intelligence, what they're able to do, you know, their, their, their farming, agriculture, the whole nine's doing well. Daniel was big time on that. So, the King Darius, he's going to put 120 satraps over the entire kingdom and over those 120, three managers. Daniel's doing so well, the king notices, he says, I'm going to put Daniel over the entire kingdom. Who loves to give up power in this, these stories? No one. So the other satraps, the other two managers, are like, we need to find a way to get rid of this guy. 
Except it says there he does nothing wrong. This guy is infallible. He does zero. So, what does he do that we can make wrong? So they go to the king and say, hey, you know, funny story, let's do this. Just to honor your ego, let's do a, you have to only praise and honor and pray to me. Pray to you, the king. His ego is like, that sounds like a pretty good idea. But we're only going to do it for 30 days. Why would they do it for 30 days and not make it a permanent thing? Because they only needed a few days. 30 days like no big deal. It's not an actual law that's in the books and written in, in the Constitution. It'll just be a, a, a thing we do, you know, a praise your king month. Daniel's not going to stop doing what Daniel's doing. So he prays. They catch him, turn him in. And then they tell the king, by the way... There is absolutely, even by your own hand, you cannot undo this. And he, the king was trying. Throws him in the den, and he goes, may your God protect you. Because he knows he was just done over wrong by his own people. For their selfishness. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't eat. He races down first thing in the morning. Get that stone off of there. Daniel, are you in there? Yep, right here. My Lord, my God, kept their mouths shut. I've just been sitting here as warm as could be because we're all in a little fur pile, hanging out, doing our thing. The king is relieved. He's so happy. And then the countenance changed. Every one of those jerks that turned him against Daniel... He didn't just throw them in the lion's den. What did he do? Remember the house crushed and the whole thing like that? He grabbed them and their families. You're all done. You're all fired. Into the pit you go. That's dark. That's anger. That's hatred. Daniel's life was very, very up and down. He had some good times, but he definitely had some struggles in there. Love this story. It's 12 chapters. Read it. Man, it's a good book. I'm learning more and more and more as I do these studies, but this one was impressive. All the things that he did, all the different aspects that you're sitting there reading, watching, and going, how did he pull that off? And he didn't. God did. That's the bottom line of all this. Daniel did nothing. He spoke for God. He did what God wanted. That's the, that's the lesson. Do what God wants. It's going to work out, whether in this life or the next, but do what God wants. Thank you, everybody. Have a great one, and we will talk some more next week. Tell me.